In Your Dreams is brought to you by Casper. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price, Gary. Yeah, it's combining springy latex and supportive memory foam. It's giving you some sink. A little bit of bounce. Award-winning sleep surface. Time Magazine, one of the best inventions of 2015. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. You try it 100 nights at home. Risk-free. If you don't love it, they can pick it up. That's so tight. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams and using the offer code dreams. Terms and conditions, of course, apply. But check it out. Casper.com slash dreams. All right, I had a dream. I had a yeah, dream. I was like 14 years old. Reoccurring dream. Years afterwards. I woke up in a cold sweat after that. What does that mean? Hello, everyone. Welcome to In Your Dreams. Hello, podcast fans. It's a new podcast focusing on your dreams that you've contributed. Dream analysis, all brought to you by the fine folks at Casper Mattress. My name is Chris Gethard, and maybe if you're a podcast fan, you might know me from uh, uh, Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. Uh, That's kind of how this started up. Casper has been a sponsor of that for a long time, and they really wanted to have their own boutique podcast turned to me. We brainstormed ideas, and one that came up was dream analysis. People on, on Beautiful Anonymous are always sharing their life stories with me, and we thought maybe people could just share their dreams. But the problem is I have no authority to do that, and uh, I think there's you know this common feeling of like, oh, dreams, who wants to talk about dreams? There's like a lot of knocks on that as a conversation topic, but it can be really fascinating when it, in the right hands, and I, I was mentioning this to my friend Gary Richardson, and, and I had no idea. I've known Gary for a long time. If you don't know Gary, one of the funniest comedians in New York right now, actually told me, though, that before he was a comedian, studied dream analysis thoroughly. Gary, I'm so psyched. It all kind of fell into place. It seemed like so serendipitous to find that out about you. Yeah, I'm not the most forthcoming with that sort of information. But yes, I absolutely am probably one of the nation's foremost brains when it comes to dream analysis. And I'm happy to share that gift. Yeah, it's it's so funny because I know so many comedians who, who, you know, spend their past doing, you know, high-level jobs or study things that certainly aren't related to comedy, and then, you know, you fall in love with the comedy dream, you walk away. It must be, like, I've never even heard you mention your dream analysis past before. You studied this, you say you're at the top of the class. Mm -hmm. It must be nice to have this platform to kind of put your old skills back into use. Yeah, it's great. I'm super excited. Casper's gonna give me a free mattress, right? I don't know. I haven't spoken to them about that. Um, but maybe, who knows? Who knows? I think it probably depends it. on how okay. popular this thing gets. But okay. So anyway, here's how this works. Here's how this works is we put out word. We, we said if you have a dream, fascinating, interesting dream, doesn't have to be recent, can be from when you were a little kid. We set up a voicemail line. We encouraged people to leave voicemails describing their dreams. We've been so encouraged. Thousands, thousands rolled in voicemails, people telling dreams. We, our production team really uh, went through all of them, picked the ones that seemed to be the most uh, – uh, stand out um, amongst those thousands, and and we're going to have special guests. Eight episodes. We're all going to get together, hear your voicemails, your actual contributions. Real people out there in the real world telling us about their dreams. We'll all analyze them together. Myself and a, a special guest each episode, sort of the layman's view, and then Gary with the expert opinion. Absolutely, expert. All right, should we go ahead and introduce our first guest, please? You're in your dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. Gary, you want to do the honors? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh. Our first guest, I guess I should have asked if there was anything that she wanted me to say in particular. So I'll yeah. just say, uh, we're talking cream of the crop, all right? We're talking top of the list, number one with the bullet. I wish 
I had people here to put their hands together. So if wherever you're listening to this, put your hands together for Aparna Nancherla. All right. Thank you. Yes. And Gary, you are correct. I, I would say anybody who really knows comedy, Aparna, absolute top of everybody's list. Absolutely. Thanks, I don't think there's guys. a list that doesn't have a part at the top of it. I would say I would say very genuinely, most comedians in New York, you ask them their top five. Mm-hmm. Almost everyone Whoa. a part is on that list. For sure. For top sure. three for many of us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is hard to sit through. How's, how's that now? Because <laughs> I have trouble taking in positive feedback. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, then I'm sorry we put you out there. No. As hardcore as we did. It's good practice. All right, so Aparna, you, you've known Gary and I a while. I, did you know about Gary's I often very much have, have my head in the clouds. Did you know Gary has this dream analyst past? No, I'm shocked that you haven't mentioned it before. I hear you. Gary and I are in a book club together, and I feel like it would come up at some point. I've heard about this book club. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard about this comedian. There's a bunch of comedians that always get brunch together. Yeah. And this is, I don't want to get sidetracked at the top of our very first episode. <laughs> I'm never invited to any of these things. I'm never invited to any of these book clubs or social gatherings. Yeah. Anyway, Aparna, I think we're going to kick things off. Why don't you tell us about one of your dreams and then we'll get into our listener submissions. I think this will be such a cool way okay. to get to know you. Absolutely. Through you sharing one of your dreams and then, and then the shared analysis amongst the three of us. Great. Well, I'm uh, coming here today with a dream from my childhood. Uh, I don't think I ever tried to analyze it myself, really, but I believe it was maybe when I was eight or nine, and I can only remember fragments now, but the gist of it was that there was like a virus that had spread around the world, and everyone was sort of who didn't have it was living in quarantine, but then my mother was trying to inject me with the virus. Wow. Two, I think. Wow. Kill me. <laughs> wow. And I just remember running through different rooms in my house, but it was like a dream logic house where the rooms kept changing. Mm-hmm. And she was running after me with like a syringe. A syringe? Wow. Gary, I know you are taking copious notes. Absolutely. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Because this is, I mean, this is already a textbook dream. Because <laughs> okay. maybe I can take the amateur pass. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because here's the things that stand out to me. First yeah. of all, you had this dream when you were eight or nine. Yeah. And the world was in quarantine. Yes. <laughs> that is an intense image for an eight-year-old. Had you recently seen E.T.? I remember the E.T. Remember the end of E.T.? Oh, when yes. Where said that pod. Yeah. That freaked mm. me out as a kid. Maybe. It's quite possible. That is I was a- very affected by movies, so it's quite possible. That is a shockingly stark image for a <laughs> nine-year-old to dream about. Obviously, so many mother issues. I think Freud, from what I've read, because I should also say, I've been so excited about doing this. I've been reading up nerdy. It seems like Freud was really pushing a lot of the uh, subconscious. I'd love to talk to you more about that, mm-hmm. uh, Gary. Like, I've got I, plenty of thoughts on Freud. Yeah, like I know he had like the whole idea of manifest wish fulfillment versus latent wish fulfillment. I want to. I don't even know what the difference with those is. I'd love to talk to you about that mm-hmm. at some point through this. But obviously, mother stuff is so huge in dreams. Running through a house but not recognizing the house. I would imagine this feels. Like a young eight or nine year old Aparna mm-hmm. feeling, I mean, a massive lack of trust in the world is what I'm sensing. Your Ooh. own mother, your own home, these are things that don't feel safe. Gary, I don't know how wrong or right I am. I know sometimes dreams have more symbolic meanings than that. That's what I'm coming at. Let's go to expert dream analyst Absolutely. Gary um, Richardson. So the thing is, a lot of things in dreams are flipped, right? So the world Ooh. having a virus, that's you being a child. I mean, you're a child when you're having this dream. So you're yes. seeing the world, everything is new, everything is different. You're a little afraid, you're not sure what anything means. Mm-hmm, and everybody mm-hmm. who you see that's similar to you, 
you have in your mind quarantined them as safe. Okay. Right? That's what I'm getting from this. Uh, and your mom trying to inject you with mm-hmm. this virus. I think that's just classic child angst. It's like my mom hates me. Mom doesn't want me to have fun. She wants me to be like everybody else. When, no, I'm not like everybody else. I'm different. She's trying to treat me a certain way based on how she sees the rest of the world, these other kids acting. Okay. It's like, oh, like if, you're, if your buddies get in trouble, you know that you're getting in trouble yeah. too, even if you didn't do anything. And you feel like your mom's coming down on you unfairly yes. because of that. Um, and also the Dream Logic house, the consciousness of a child when you know that you're a child, when you know that, oh, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I know what this is. Oh, wait a second. This is different. I am still learning. There's still more to learn. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Does, wow. Does that, that ring true to your nine-year-old state of being? It does because I, I relate to the part where Gary said that my mom wanted me to conform to the rest of the world because I did have a sort of loner tendency as a child. Sure. Wow. And she always was trying to get me to be more assertive. Like She would make me practice ordering pizzas on the phone and this stuff. This is true. Yes. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. Your mom would make you order the pizza so you could come out of your shell. And would you be racked with anxiety and fear? Yes. And it felt humiliating. What type of, what what toppings, what toppings did you get? We always got one veggie lovers (laughs) and one green pepper and onion. That also tells you where things were at, though, because that is a very basic, like, 30-second long transaction that the person on the phone is just like, what do you want? Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll be right there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the level of social interaction your mom was trying to pep talk you into. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know. So, Gary, mm-hmm. you nailed that. And would you say you have more of a Freudian background, more of a Jungian background? I know Jung I've was- really been kind of uh, writing out of studies trying to develop my own, uh, a more Richardsonian style of dream analysis. Richardsonian, referring, mm. to, of course, to yourself, Gary Richardson. Yes, yes. Because I've also read a lot of more... Ancient cultures, very heavy into dream analysis, but for different purposes. The Greeks viewed it as prophecies. I've read that they actually had like chambers where they drug people to force them to sleep, to force dreaming. Jung was kind of the one who seems like he said, no, it's not about prophecies. It's, it's about looking inward. Oh, yeah, me too. You too. Yeah. You also look inward. You look yeah, inward. for sure. For, so for less sure. opinions on Jung so much as promoting your own. But that's good. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, yeah but I mean like I mean, so many of these things are so close yeah. anyway. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, cool. I was just uh, letting that sink in. Cool, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm very excited to go to the voicemails. I think we should hear from some of the listeners out there who have left their own very real voicemails describing their dreams. Parna, you into it? I'm excited, yes. Okay. Let's go ahead. Let's hear our very first voicemail from you, the real listeners here at In Your Dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. Let's check it out. Hey, Chris and Gary. Uh, so my most memorable dream uh, happened probably about 30 years ago. I'm 37 now. And uh, so I awake in my dream, still dreaming, mind you, um, but it seems very realistic. It's, it's my own bedroom. I'm on the top bunk. Everything is normal, not like in a dream where you think it's normal, but everything looks different. No, everything is the same. And I look over the side of my bunk bed, and there are four ghosts just kind of floating there. It's, it's dancing, but, you know. Uh, four ghosts just kind of floating uh, in very stereotypical ghost form, except they're all wearing bowler hats, white bowler hats. And I look at them uh, half fearfully, half curiously, and I ask them who they are. They tell me they're Huey Lewis in the news. Um, and I was vaguely familiar with pop music at the time, having older siblings. 
But anyway, I was kind of freaked out, kind of shoved my head under the blanket, tried to go back to sleep while Huey Lewis and my news party in my bedroom. Anyway, I wake up the next morning, for real wake up, actually in my room, actually cognizant, and my ass hurts. And it's not, you know, not... Not where you're, not where you're going with this. Uh, it's like I'd been spanked by Huey Lewis in the news, and I was very fearful of this. So it led to probably another 15 years of my life in which I would not sleep on my back and expose my ass to Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, that stuck with me, man. It was frightening for a while. In fact, still kind of frightening as well as amusing. Um, I hope I didn't ramble too much. Thanks, guys. Peace. Wow. Wow. A stunning, stunning out of the gate dream about the ghosts of Huey Lewis and the news floating next to your bed and spanking you, leading to 15 years of terror, fearing, fearing one of the 80s superstars of pop music. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you to that listener for contributing, coming out of the gate strong. Parna, what are the standout pieces to you? What what are you looking at as far as what this says about this 37 year old Mm. listener? I feel like the things that stand out to me the most are the four ghosts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who they were yeah, in the you, world. Yeah. But I feel like the spanking element was almost blocked out. Because he, he was sore in the morning, but it's like he... Did he actually know he got spanked or did he deduce yeah. he got spanked? There's actual physical soreness. What do you think the significance is of it specifically being Huey Lewis in the news? I, I feel like it implies status yeah, and distance. The heart of rock and roll was in Cleveland. Th- there might something be something. Oh, I don't know where this. I wish this listener said where he was from. Maybe that has some, the idea of rock and roll. I also, I'm going to go ahead and throw a Hail Mary pass. Gary, I want to hear what you think. I think the bowler hats are very significant. Oh, the white bowler hats. Oh, were they white bowler yeah. hats? I was mm-hmm. giggling too hard at some of the specifics to notice that. White bowler hats being worn by 80s pop superstars spanking our listener. Mm-hmm. Gary, I, I feel like the bowler hats have some significance. I'm not sure what you think. The expert analysis from dream expert Gary yes, Richardson. Um, I think we want to start with, uh, if we're talking about the bowler hats, white bowler hats, we're talking about they're perched on a head, right? Yes. And there's four ghosts. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to believe that these are not the headless horsemen, right? That, that's what I'm getting. So this isn't the end of anything. This is the beginning. The okay. beginning of the radically new pop music, sensationalizing what it means to be square or nerdy. Hip to be square. Absolutely. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah. we're saying that finally this is like the time for those that have been trampled on in a social hierarchy sort of situation finally becoming cool, right? And this guy must have thought himself cool, but he found out very quickly that he wasn't Oh, because he's getting spanked by the cool kids who are actually square. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And for 15 years, he dealt with that. And he was seven years old, he said, yeah. when that happened. So yeah. until he was 22 years old, until he was finally out of school and able to be himself, and did pa- the fear leave. Past puberty. Mm-hmm. Way past puberty, unless mm-hmm. he's one of those... Late bloomers. Mm-hmm. The age of 22 was not so far past puberty <laughs> for me. not that far. I thought guys hit puberty later. I hit yeah. puberty. I did not grow any pubic hair until the age of 17. <laughs> so sad. Really? It was sad. Whoa. It was like 16, 17 before any came in. Whoa. Was very See, I feel like bloomer. 16, I wouldn't be surprised. 17, I'm like, oh, whoa. Yeah, it was, it was, I was late in the game. That's pretty late in the game. I was really late in the game. 
Now, Gary, if you were able to talk to this this young boy at the age of seven, would you mm-hmm. have been able to predict this this rampant fear that ran through his early twenties? Absolutely. As an expert who has studied this, if a parent brought a a, a, a an anxiety riddled child to you mm-hmm. to discuss that dream, what what sort of things would you say? I would say, you got to let your freak flag fly, my friend. You got to get that ass in the air. <laughs> get that ass in the air. You can't be afraid of being spanked. All right, if you're going to get spanked, hiding your ass isn't going to stop the spanking. It's what we do after that. It's how we it's how we move forward after getting spanked. I was like, wow. hey, maybe you're kind of into getting spanked, you know? Wow. And that that's kind of tight. Little does he know in 30 years, that kind of play will be at the forefront <laughs> of sexual pleasures. Right. Yeah. I have a um how do you guys think his butt actually got sore? Real great question. Did you think he, while he was dreaming, he hit his own butt, or did Ooh. he hit it against the bed? Were well, these psychosomatic phantom pains? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I do like the idea of him f- hitting it against the bedposts. <laughs> well, he was on a bunk bed at the top, so oh. maybe he was like really grooving and just like jamming his ass up against the ceiling. Oh, wow. Ooh. We don't know the height of the bunk we bed. don't. Or how big he was as a child, but we can imagine. We can. I like to imagine this is a pretty big kid. Wow. Slamming his ass on the ceiling. <laughs> I like that image. I think we should hear another. I loved that oh, first that was great. That was hard to beat. Amazing. Taking things off strong. Thank you again to that listener. Let's hear who we have up next here on In Your Dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. And can I say, too, I don't want to shield too hard. I feel so lucky that a lot of the products that I've advertised on my other podcast, and, and Casper in particular, I really believe in them. I sleep on a Casper mattress. It's amazing. Is it nice? It's so. It's like I've never had this experience, this memory foam, latex combo you like sink into it, but then it's also firm. It's like the best of both worlds. That's awesome. And remember, you go to casper.com slash dreams. You put in the offer code dreams. You get $50 off towards any mattress. I feel so lucky that, that Casper's allowing us to do this, allowing us to mess around, allowing our listeners to participate. Can I tell you what I'm sleeping on? Yeah. Uh, I've got a really big air mattress that has a very tiny hole. So if I blow it up at night, by the morning, I'm like part of my body. I never know which part, but part of my body will be like pressed against the floor. Right, because it's sink. I've Mm -hmm. had that. Yeah, I've been in that situation. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we should get to this next dream. Let's go ahead. Let's hear what we have up next here on In Your Dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. Hi, Chris and Gary. Um, I had a dream last night where I was in bed with my husband, and I looked over to the left, and he just looked at me with a frown on his face and said, You've got to stop feeding our son chocolate milk. You can't do that. He's only a month old. And then I looked down, and I was covered in, like, Hershey's chocolate syrup. Like, it was blood. And it doesn't really make any sense to me. So, thank you. Wow. Wow, another strong, out of the gate. I know. Child issues. I do also feel like I noticed our first two calls, dreams where you are... In bed, in bed are so disconcerting and scary. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, Gary, so I would imagine a lot of parents probably have dreams that are very revealing. I would imagine that in your line of, of expertise, mm-hmm. this is something you see a lot. What, what are, What's yeah. the takeaway here from the expert level, Gary I'm Richardson? Saying, I'm saying that this mother and wife and woman is uh, terribly afraid of the future. She feels that no matter what happens, she will be judged harshly. We all know uh, if you're not going to give chocolate milk to a child, who would you give it to? Because I'm an adult and I don't want chocolate milk. Never. 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 Chocolate milk is for children. Never even like a Yoo-Hoo? Never. 
I'm an adult, and I don't want chocolate milk. Never, not once. I'm a little shy, because I'm not saying, I'm a 36-year-old man. And you want chocolate milk? I'm not saying every day. I'm saying every once in a while. Like, you know what it is? Then I would say to you, you're a 36-year-old child. Well, this is... Just so everybody knows, Gary just stood up and leaned over towards me when he said that. And he pointed in your face. It was really aggressive. His tone of voice didn't change all that much, but his body language was... I mean what I say. Yeah. All right? If we're talking about dreams... I mean it with every bone in my body, all right? Chocolate milk is for children. And I think that what this lady is saying is that she's not allowed to give her child a childhood, you know? Whoa. I mean, like, think about the people who we think of that haven't had childhoods. Who comes to mind first? Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. Right? That. King of Pop. When you said it, it came to mind first. Absolutely. It's true, yeah. I was yeah. really having a lot of trouble finding anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. But then yeah. when you said it, I was like, yeah, I guess so. Absolutely. Michael Jackson. She's afraid that her kid will have some sort of innate talent that will take her child far. And she wants that for her child. But she also wants her child to have a childhood. And she knows that her husband is the kind of man who's going to say, no, this child has a gift. This child needs to spread this gift with the world. And she's like, but he's still a child. He deserves that. So you're saying the fear is less about the child's welfare, more about the relationship with the husband and the the husband's relationship with the child. Absolutely. And the child's relationship to the world. fear about the father more than there is about the child in this dream. Absolutely. Wow, Gary, that is stunning analysis that I can can see the logic. And the syrup is blood. We're just talking straight diabetes talk right there. Straight diabetes talk. That's Straight your, diabetes talk, mm-hmm. yeah. Fear of diabetes? Fear of diabetes. Mm-hmm. Fear of like, well, it is still chocolate milk, especially like in today's world oh. where so many people know exactly what to tell you, like exactly what the kid should eat at this age, when the kid should be talking, you know. She is afraid that a misstep could cause her child to become, I hate to say it, but a fat kid, get poked. Wow. So that's not, that's not very symbolic. That's just a one-to-one. It's kind of a one-to-one right there. In a dream with... So much symbolism, mm-hmm. they had to give one of us as a gimme. What happens in your training? Like in your training as a dream analyst, how mm-hmm. do you know when to identify it as a one-to-one? How do you know right. when it's symbolic? You feel it. Or no. not to make this about me again, but mm-hmm. my mom actually is a doctor and she specializes in diabetes. And when I was a kid, I had to go. My first camp experience was she was a camp doctor at a diabetes camp and she just made my sister and I go. To have a camp experience, <laughs> so and you, we were the only kids there who didn't have diabetes, and it was very alienating. And your mom wonders why you had some social issues? Yes. So to a world where everyone is an outsider who shows up to band together, and mm-hmm. then you are the only representatives of the, yes. of the non-diabetic world that they are Maybe happily— Maybe that's why she was trying to inject me with insulin to make me fit in. Look at that. You yeah. felt like maybe your mom was in a world of diabetics, and, and there'd be a little bit more of a connection mm-hmm. there. Maybe you felt like your mom gave more to her patients than to you. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny you brought up your mom. I want to make sure I plug. You and Joe Firestone have a great series called Womanhood. Yes, yes. And your mom appeared in an episode. Your mom Both called, our moms. Yes, both of your moms. And it made me laugh out loud. It was oh. so funny. Yeah. She did not come to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Wait, uh, do we have time? Can I hit the bathroom real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Tight. Totally right. fine, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, we can just cut this out, I'm sure. Right. I think this is going all right, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'm a little, I'm, I don't know. Gary told me he like went to school for this. It does that. Yeah. When he, when he was talking about that, the boy who saw the ghost and he said, let your freak flag fly, 
get that ass in the air. <laughs> oh, right. I think, well, he also said he wants to establish his own school, so I think those just might be personal yeah, flourishes. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I was a little... Also, when I brought up Young and Freud, he had, like, nothing. It was weird. I don't know. I'll talk hmm. to him. I'll talk to him. But, but you fine. know, maybe he's reluctant to share too much of his process. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Especially if he's trying to establish his own thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, what's up? Oh, hey. No, not much. Tight. Uh, do we want to do one more, or do we want to... Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think we have time for one more dream submitted by an actual listener left on the voicemail here in your dreams, Casper Mattress sponsored. Huge thanks to Casper, making a great product. Also, to get on board and sponsor something outright, they've given us almost no mandates as to what to say. They've been very cool, very supportive of this. And also, if you're listening right now to In Your Dreams, you get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams. You use the offer code DREAMS. Of course, terms and conditions apply to that, but great product. I can vouch for this person. I sleep on one, and it's it's awesome. Gary Aparna, yeah. I think. I want to hear one more. These first two have, yeah, I have kinda, yeah. loved them. Let's hear one more dream here on In Your Dreams, sponsored by Casper Mattress. Hello. I want to describe a recurring nightmare from the ages of about 17 to 22. It was a dream where... I fall, and I just start the dream hitting concrete. And in the dream, I'm just filled with dread and terror and feelings like I'm, I fucked up. I messed up so much. And I start running. And in this dream, I know something is chasing me, something that I won't be able to escape from, but that terrifies me and that I hate it. And I just keep running, and I look behind me, and I see what's chasing me, and it's these, like, monstrous, childlike creatures that look maybe like six-year-olds with, like, sharp teeth, red eyes, you know, just unnaturally looking and unnaturally fast. And just knowing that there was no way I could escape from them. So I just keep running, but eventually they overtake me. And they drag me down, just being stronger and outnumbering me and pin me to the floor. And I'm just face against the concrete. And they just hold me face down and start ripping out feathers from wings that I have in the dream. And it's one of those things where, you know, in dreams where things that you couldn't even possibly feel in real life feel entirely real. I could feel like them just tearing out feather and bone and just ripping and ripping and how painful it was. And at some point during this happening, I would wake up and I'd wake up just in a cold sweat and feeling just terrible that I was just a big screw up and a failure and it sucked. So, luckily, I've not had that dream in a long time, and I'm in a much better place in my life. But I thought maybe it's an interesting dream to tell you. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me. That was one of the more intense, Whoa, fucked up things I've heard. that was so intense. First thing I want to say is, listener, first of all, thank you for submitting. That was a really intense, scary one. Also, did anyone get the sense, like... 
that listener had just like just gotten off the elliptical. Was the I listener really out of breath? Yeah, I think that, yeah. Power walking around mm-hmm. the street. You know, they said, I felt like a screw up and a failure. I think obviously having your, your pin feathers, you, you, you are not going to fly away. Mm-hmm. Right. I I wonder, the ages of 17 to 22 seem like standouts to me. I think their childhood just seemed like it was a force of its own. So that's what Aparna and I are taking away. Gary, do you think we're on target? Are we off? What do you think as someone who is schooled in this? Well, I think that it's clearly somebody who is uh, stuck in a place. We're talking five years, ages of 17 to 22. Mm-hmm. That's a prime college years. They're stuck in a place where they're not allowed to truly go as hard or as far mm. as they wish they could. Right, because they're being chased by something that's going to overtake them that they know is going to overtake them. They're ines- it's inescapable. Mm-hmm. But they got some damn wings. This person's a damn bird, you know. In this dream, they're a bird, and they're trying to run fast. And it's like fly, oh, fly, homie. So they're self sabotaging. Self sabotaging. They're allowing themselves to be overtaken by some kids right. with sharp teeth. That just means they got dirty mouths. It means these kids don't brush their teeth. I'm a little confused by yeah, how the monsters sharp. are are children who don't. They said they're like six year olds, right? Yeah. yeah, with red eyes. Yeah, red eyes, right? Yeah. Either these kids are sleepy, or they've got pink eye, or they're like cushed up, right? <laughs> I like to think that these kids aren't cushed up. But you're but you're saying these are actual kids. I'm a little confused because they were monsters. I'm just <laughs> yeah. confused. I'm I just a little they confused. They were more symbolic. Yeah, it seems like you're not saying they're symbolic of anything. You're saying there's an actual literal fear of. Dirty children, unsanitary children. I'm a little, I'm just confused. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm saying that there is a fear of dirty children and uh, disease. And disease, especially in college, we're talking a lot of folks finally being introduced to STDs. And we're talking about college kids. We're talking about getting cushed up. Wow. Cushed up. Cushed up, yeah. I've never actually heard that phrase. I haven't. Have you heard cheebed? Cheebed? No, I haven't heard either either of those. Cheebed up. Cheebed up, (laughs) grassed down. Yeah. (laughs) Down, I haven't heard. Mm -hmm. So part of I know the Womanhood series is so so funny. That's something that you're currently putting out. What else? What else should people know? How can they find more about you online? Websites, uh, social, yeah, projects web, you want to plug. Website apornacomedy.com. Twitter aparnapkin. I keep my schedule. I try to promote things. I'm okay about it. All right. So go Tight. check out the websites, check out the social, and do see Aparna on the road. It is very, again, not blowing smoke. I think Gary and I would both say Aparna is one of the truly special comics in New York City right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You go see her, you will not be disappointed at all. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. This has been In Your Dreams. New podcast sponsored by Casper Mattress. We've analyzed so many of your dreams. Thank you to everybody who submitted dreams. And thank you to the listeners who got their dreams on today. From Huey Lewis to the monsters pinning you down. All to the Tearing bone and feathers. Tearing <laughs> bone and feathers, which you can actually feel. And, of course, chocolate milk. So many fears. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing them. Gary, any closing words? Anything people should know as they dream? One, one piece of information you can drop from the expert perspective. You gotta watch out. In Your Dreams is produced by David Herman with help from many of the fine folks at Earwolf, Lex Friedman, Chris Bannon, John Delore, Jared O'Connell, and Zach Dinerstein. Our theme song is Square Ball by the Underground Railroad to Candyland. Of course, that's one of my favorite bands. Shout out to Recess Records and Todd C. The show would not be possible without you, the listeners, sending us your strange and wonderful dreams. So thank you. Thank you. I'm going to say it again. Thank you. 
Yeah, and I'll say thank you too. Yeah. And also, <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Gethard. I'm out there on all the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook. Chris Gethard, you find that. My buddy Gary Richardson, he's out there too. Mm-hmm. Gary, yes, Gary, everywhere. Gary, yes, Gary. Of course, In Your Dreams is brought to you by Casper, the obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Don't forget, you get 50 bucks off any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com dreams. Use the offer code DREAMS. They make it real easy. Absolutely. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash dreams. Use the offer code DREAMS. I'm Chris Gethard. I'm Gary Richardson. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.